Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Hour number two of the broadcast. We'll get to more of your texts a little bit later on. I want to take a moment to point out some deaths of note. It was over the weekend. I was exchanging some messages over Facebook with a friend of mine I had not seen in a while. This friend of mine is a teacher, and we kind of have kind of in and out conversations about things because we're on very different schedules. And I did not really catch everything about a text that he posted on social media. And I kind of asked, you know, hey, what was going on? I think he communicated a post about being restless. It's like, what's going on there? Hey, bro, just thinking about my pastor, my late pastor. I saw the message, didn't respond to it immediately. And then a little bit later on, I understood what he was talking about. He happened to be a member of Victory Christian Center. Charlotte Observer reporting on the death of Pastor Robin Gould. Passing away at the age of 69, died on Friday night. No cause of death released. The statement they put out, while we're saddened by his passing, we rejoice in knowing that he is with the Lord and that we will see him again. Gould's family asked no visitations be held at this time. His funeral arrangements are incomplete, according to the church. Please keep the Ghoul, White, and Chapman families lifted up in prayer. That was the message put out on Facebook. Interesting history for Robin Ghoul, pastoring at Faith Christian Methodist Episcopal Church in Charlotte back in 1979 when he and his wife Marilyn felt called to establish Victory Christian Center. First service held in 1980 in a warehouse in Matthews. 64 people, according to the history. They also met in three holiday inns, 1980, 1981, a building in Kannapolis in 83. Its present multi-purpose building on Kings Ridge Drive in South Charlotte, dedicated back in 1988. Now a non-denominational ministry. Today, it includes a full-service preschool, fully accredited elementary and secondary schools, fully accredited community college that includes biblical and ministerial studies, in addition to secular courses. The college adding a vocational arm in 2007 and a Bachelor of Arts program in 2010. And you know, what I share next, I think, is the kind of thing that should with all of us, cause us to ask the question, 
what will be said of us? And I think it's most important, those of us who name the name of Christ, the most important thing we want to hear is, well done, good and faithful servant. But I think there is something to be said for the legacy and the testimony that is left behind. Former U.S. Representative Robert Pittenger spoke of his relationship with Gould of more than three decades. Pittenger represented the state's 9th Congressional District, which covered much of the Charlotte area from 2013 to 2019. Pittenger sang of Gould, he met the needs of people in every way he could, spiritually, personally. He helped to equip thousands of people to prepare them for a meaningful life. Pittenger adding, I loved him and I miss him. While Pittenger served in the state Senate during the early 2000s, he said several young students who attended God's ministry um, through Robin Gould interned for him. God, God really worked in these young folks. Gould's impact was evident. These were kids who were in their 10th, 11th, 12th grade. They all had a vision for what they wanted to do in their lives. He built a great educational system, academically and spiritually. He built people. Pittenger said he always, he will always remember how devoted of a friend Ghoul was. If there's a time when you're going through a crisis or a personal concern, he's the person who will stand next to you. What a wonderful testimony. What a wonderful testimony, not just of all the good and great things. And I think this is great the way Robert Pittenger responded because he gives us, gives us a sense not just of the 30,000-foot view of the vast impact, but of the personal. At the end of the day, he was a devoted friend. We send our condolences to the families touched by this and the folks at Victory Christian who have experienced a great loss. And speaking of loss, Jason David Frank. Many of you may not know that name, but I'm sure you've heard of the Power Rangers. Jason David Frank, one of the original members of the Power Rangers, passed away. Sources close to Frank confirmed that he passed away from suicide at the age of 49. Justine Hunt, Frank's manager, saying the family asking for privacy for family and friends during this horrible time as we come to terms with the loss of such a wonderful human being. A Houston resident, Frank, well-known for his role as Tommy Oliver in the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, where he made his debut as the Green Ranger back in 1993. Initially, his character was an antagonist to the Power Rangers before becoming a full member of the team as the White Ranger. Arguably the most popular character in the series, ultimately went on to reprise his role as Tommy in subsequent adaptations, playing different colored rangers. Also had a reputation for being a fan of the franchise, as well as having an approachable demeanor toward his own fans. 
fellow cast members from the original series, like Walter Jones, who played Zack the Black Ranger, took to social media after hearing about Frank's tragic passing. I can't believe it. My heart is sad to have lost another member of our special family. Very, very sad. Frank, also known for his fighting skills off-screen, trained professionally in mixed martial arts, including Taekwondo, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. In fact, he developed his own martial arts system in 94, which incorporated several different fighting types. We're going to talk more about this as we continue the broadcast. Stay with us. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Back on the broadcast, we're talking about Jason David Frank, who, according to TMZ, passed away from suicide at the age of 49. We talked about his involvement with martial arts. Three of his martial arts schools set up in Texas, one in California. TMZ early reported Frank's second wife, Tammy. Filed for divorce from him in August. He survived by four children, one from his marriage with Tammy Frank, and three from his first marriage to Shauna Frank. I bring this family aspect to your attention because I know, and I've met so many people in recent years, even recent months, who've been impacted by divorce. Guys really are hit hard by divorce. I think people in general are hit hard. And I think especially us men are not very good about dealing with our emotions. And we're certainly not very good at reaching out for help. So I want to appeal to you, and this really goes for anyone, who you're in a place where you're in a very dark place. And I don't know if this can be a very difficult time for people. This holiday season is especially difficult for people, especially those who've experienced loss. Maybe it's the loss of a loved one. Maybe it's a loss through divorce or other situation. 
I want to encourage you to reach out for the kind of help that you need. It might be professional help. It might just be a friend who cares. Whatever it is, let me make the strong appeal to you not to make a bad decision, a wrong decision, to... I think, what is the line I heard years ago referring to suicide as a permanent solution to a temporary problem? Anything can be overcome. Anything. So I want to appeal to you. First off, if that's you, you're one of those people. Then the sound of my voice, get the help you need. Also, for the rest of us, that we make sure that we Keep our eyes and ears open. By the way, the crisis text line 741741 will allow you to reach a trained crisis counselor if that is what you need. Uh, Interestingly enough, and I just came across this, why do people die by suicide? Mental illness isn't the only cause. Social factors, loneliness, financial ruin, and shame can be triggers. Perhaps we'll spend more time talking about that another time. But just thought it was very important to address this issue again. I can tell you just because I know so many people, it's it's sad to me how many times I hear of deaths. And along the way, some of those where suicide is a factor. By the way, the rate has been increasing for decades. We could certainly have a conversation about that and the whys and wherefores. Jeff, who always seems to be tracking where my mind goes, Ben said was a 15-year-old North Carolina committed suicide a few days ago. Between the death of this famous actor at 49, the 15-year-old boy, should be a lesson for all of us. Always check on your people. They may not be okay, no matter how happy they appear. If God puts somebody on your heart, that might be the time to reach out. Yes, absolutely. This texture, my sister committed suicide four years ago today. Ask for help if you need it. Wow. Heart goes out to you. I uh, had some... Issues with insomnia early this morning. I think it was about 2, 3 in the morning. And I was combination watching television, actually doing some show prep. And a friend of mine was texting me and ultimately called. And one of the things he said, he's like, you know, it's just a friend of mine who's really made an impact. It's really been on my heart. And I, I want to send a text message to encourage and thank him for all he's done for me I'm debating should I send that now and I said send it by all means send it don't put it off don't delay don't contemplate just go ahead and do it I think that's another important thing how important it is to express to people our true feelings for them while we have the opportunity because you just never know when that opportunity may expire. 
this is kind of cool. I'm going to share his text. I don't think he'd mind. This is what he sent to a friend. Last couple days have been crazy. You know the things we've talked about. I just want to thank you so much for being there. <laughs> this is funny. I know I said it when we were drunk, but I'm saying it not being anywhere near drunk now. You're an amazing person. You were there for me in so many ways. Just wanted to let you know that I appreciate you. When I, and in fact, this, I'm serious, this almost moved me to tears. When I read this, I thought, because he wanted me to read this before he sent it out. And I said, what the heck send that? How many of you would love to get a text like that? This is one of the things that I, and I'm just saying, I think in our society, one of the things we're really lacking in is encouragement. And so anytime I see some, this to me is a great quality. When I see people who are actually thinking of others. Because honestly, so many times, I think this is an exception rather than the rule. Our culture seems to be so preoccupied with self. And that's the other part of the, that encourages me. This is a young man who's 30 years old. I, I don't think this is very common. Someone stopping to think. And so I, I want to praise that wherever I see it. No question about that. Over on the text line, Vince, suicide is a terrible thing. My oldest brother, my oldest nephew died from suicide. Oh my goodness. Someone hears someone talking about suicide, help them get help. Suicide's a sad thing the family goes through. Very, very difficult. No question about that. Thanks very much for hearing me out on this. Just keep eyes and ears open. And for us guys especially, I know I get on us guys all the time. But we're terrible. We're terrible about taking care of ourselves in terms of our health and our mental health. And we're terrible about being honest about where we fall short. And we're afraid of sometimes of just perceptions of us if we show some level of weakness by illness or maybe we're struggling. Forget all of that crap. Just forget all of that and just be real. And I'd also challenge you, make sure you're surrounded by people who are real as well and want you to live that way. Stay with us. Did not seem too heavy. I hope the previous segment did not seem too heavy. The subject can be at times. Over on the text line. This texture says, thank you, Vince. I needed to hear that. I'm going through a hard time myself. I love you, man. I feel your vibes. There's nothing more lonely than feeling like an empty cup in the middle of the sea. 
Understand what you're sharing there. And so while we're talking about the subject of suicide, there's a side of it which involves a guilt trip. I had a family friend and a co-worker took their own lives over the years, took a while for me to get past it because I was wondering, should I have called and checked up on them? Those people in that category may also need help as well. Yes. At the end of the day, you're responsible for you. You know, I encourage people all the time to keep eyes and ears open, but at the end end of the day, you can't, you know, I, I get frustrated and I, I've never said this before, but I'm going to say it now. A lot of times people will cite that scripture, Cain and Abel, remember, they'll, they'll say, you know, I'm not my brother's keeper. Or they will say, we should be our brother's keeper. No, you, you're not anybody's keeper. I mean, I think the only exception to that is if you're a parent, you're a caretaker. But you're not responsible to keep anybody. That's really important. You're responsible for you. Where you can have your eyes and ears open and be sensitive and caring and aware, that's a great thing. But at the same time, at the end of the day, you cannot make choices for somebody else. So keep that in mind. Also, on the text line, this person saying, Vince, it's a trusted and balanced radio host. Wow, very kind of you to say. Very kind. I want to come closer to home for a new story that's developing in the upstate. Some of you north of the border may be aware of this story as well. This got national attention. The Alex Murdoch case, you familiar with him? He's the former South Carolina attorney accused of killing his wife and son. Well, the news on this story, according to WYFF, is now they have filed an alibi and released a timeline of what Murdoch says he did the night of the murders. Now, Alex Murdoch called 911 June 7, 2021, said he found the bodies of Maggie and Paul Murdoch at the family's property. The property is known as Moselle in Colleton County. He's charged with two counts of murder in the case. And an alibi that was filed, attorney said Murdoch was at the Moselle property from sometime prior to 8.30 p.m. on June 7th until a few minutes after 9. Maggie and Paul were alive the last time he saw them before leaving for Almeida. The alibi says Murdoch then drove to Almeida, visited his mother and a nurse aide. He said he had several cell phone conversations while driving and arrived at Almeida about 9.20. The alibi said Murdoch stayed with his mother until 9.45 and then returned to Moselle about 10 p.m. According to the alibi, Murdoch made another call from his cell phone on the drive back to Moselle. It said Murdoch found the bodies of Maggie and Paul at about 10.05 p.m. By the way, this trial is set to begin in January. Murdoch pleading not guilty to the charges. He is in jail without bond. If he is convicted of murder... He faces 30 years to life in prison without parole. Under state law, prosecutors could only, well, they could also choose to seek the death penalty because more than one person was killed in this case. This is considered an aggravating factor. I mentioned the campaign for House Speaker. 
the campaign for House Speaker. I call it campaign because I think Kevin McCarthy has made a promise that I think that is part of the intent. This is what's called um, throwing out red meat. So what's he promising to do? He needs 218 votes to be the speaker. Well, yesterday, he vowed to remove Democratic representatives Eric Swalwell, Adam Schiff, and Alan Omar from their congressional committees when Republicans take control in the new Congress. This was during an appearance on Fox News, told anchor Maria Bartiroma, he will keep the promise he made in January to remove Swalwell and Schiff from the Intelligence Committee and Omar from the Foreign Affairs Committee. He said Swalwell's association with Chinese spy, Schiff's promotion of the Steele dossier, and Omar's criticism of Israel disqualify them from serving on their respective panels. Now, I have to tell you, I agree with every single one of these moves. I do. But I also warn you, this is a campaign effort. He is campaigning because he wants to come across as somebody who is a strong leader, which, to be honest with you, I don't believe he is. This is red meat he's throwing out. Nonetheless, McCarthy says, one thing I said from the beginning, Eric Swalwell cannot get a security clearance in the public sector. Why would he give him a security clearance and the secrets to America? So I will not allow him to be in on intel. You have Adam Schiff, who lied to the American public time and time again. We will not allow him to be on the intel committee either. Look at Congresswoman Omar, her anti-Semitic comments that have gone forward. We're not going to allow her on foreign affairs. We're also going to stand up for what's happening, not just in the halls of Congress, but what's happening to our higher education institutions, the anti-Semitism that's going on in these campuses and others. We will investigate that as well and stop this to make sure America does have the freedoms that we said we should keep. And we will stand up to it as we move forward. I mean, good for him. Great position. He's campaigning. I still say not only no, but hell no to Kevin McCarthy. And I hope the person who is elected speaker will indeed carry out these actions. Stay with us. Final stretch of the Vince Coakley radio program, responding to Kevin McCarthy, his plans to remove certain members of Congress from committees. Why do they insist on telling the Dems their plans to remove people? Just keep quiet and do it. Makes sense to me. Vince, those three that McCarthy is trying to ban, they should be investigated by those committees they were on. (laughs) Good day, Vince. There's probably some truth to that as well. It is time to take a look at the day in history. And Christopher, how are you doing today, man? Doing well, thanks. Very good. We have a total of seven questions. They're varying in difficulty, 
um, beginning in 1783. Um, this is the first, uh, what would we call this? This is a mode of transportation that involves a gas. Um, and the first use of this happened over Paris, where they actually let the thing loose as opposed to just being in one static spot. A mode of transportation that, uh, yeah. Hot air balloon. You are a genius. The very first untethered hot air balloon. The flight happened in 1783 over Paris. Did you realize that this technology was so old? I didn't realize that. 1783, long time ago. 1877, guy announced he invented the phonograph. Who was the genius who did that? Got them records spinning. <laughs> Eventually. I think Thomas Edison. Thomas took Edison. Credit you, for it. You are correct. 1906, this president pledged citizenship to Puerto Ricans, a territory that we had taken over. 1906. I'll give you a hint. He was the subject of a previous question related to favorite stuffed toys, stuffed animals. Uh, Theodore Roosevelt. You are absolutely right. Teddy Roosevelt. 1934. This is probably the most difficult one on the list. Yeah, the rest of them get easier. But this guy's um, Anything Goes opened in New York City. It was a musical. Um, this guy did the music. He did the uh, everything for production on Broadway. Do you know who this guy was? 1934 is the year. Uh, no. Told you it was the most difficult. Uh, Cole I... Porter is the answer. Okay. Uh, before our time, we're not familiar with any of that stuff. That's kind of uh, an obscure question. 1967, this president signed the Air Quality Act. 400, I mean, this is a drop in the bucket compared to where the budget is for this kind of thing now. $425 million targeted to fix air pollution. <laughs> That's a bargain by today's standards. Who was president in 67? 1967. Um, Johnson. LBJ is absolutely correct. LBJ, yeah. Lyndon Baines Johnson, the Air Quality Act. And the last two relate to entertainment. 1976. This movie about a famous boxer opened in theaters. Rocky. Um, Rocky, 1976. Boy, do I feel old looking back that long ago. Then in 1980, hundreds of millions tuned in to this show to find out who shot JR. Dallas. <laughs> Dallas. That is really impressive as you get six out of these seven questions correct. Very impressive, Christopher. I'll tell you what, uh, if I remember correctly, you're clean shaven. You ever had a, ever had a, a real, real beard? Not, As not in like, an intentional one, though. Okay. Not, I, I'm looking at this picture now and I'm, I'm just, I, okay. I'm just, just saying I'm not into beards. I'm not, 
I've always been clean shaven, and anytime facial hair grows on my face, it's because I'm lazy and don't feel like shaving. That's it's one of the benefits. Of, yeah, exactly. One of the benefits of not having to be on TV anymore, because on television, I had to shave every single day except for the weekends. Well, here's a weird thing that has happened out in Wyoming. These folks have claimed the new world record, record of the longest beard chain. Facial hair enthusiasts claimed to have set a new world record for this longest beard chain during an event that took place recently in Wyoming. So they gathered at Gaslight Social, a bar in Casper, where they stood side by side. And here's how they did this. They clipped their beards together to create a hairy chain measured at 150 feet long, according to the newspaper. That's more than double the Guinness World Record of 62 feet 6 inches. That was set in Germany back in 2007. Talk about ab obscure records, huh? To participate, people needed to sport a beard at least 8 inches long. you got to make sure you have enough hair to tie. That's how this thing works. It's kind of gross, if you ask me. The event, the event occurred on the sidelines of the National Beard and Mustache Championships, which took place at the city's Ford Wyoming Center. You know, I don't know if I had a beard. I'd want it tied to somebody else's beard. You know, sometimes, what if they have dirt and dandruff and food or whatever in their beard? And you're going to get it entangled in yours. I'm just saying. Nonetheless, we'll see if this appears in the Guinness Book of Records. <laughs> That's all the time we have, folks. Thanks a lot for joining us. Have yourselves a great day, and God bless you. Adios. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.